Welcome everyone to another episode of Multipliers. Today I'm joined by Mezier Briefkani, our Transformation and Growth Director at Multiply Group. Mez brings over 13 years of consulting, investment, and finance experience. Previously at McKinsey, he worked with clients in the US, UK, and Middle East, driving large-scale performance improvement programs. Mez, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Thank you, Lama. For an active investor such as Multiply, what exactly is transformation and growth and why is it important? Very good question, Lama. So first, on the spectrum of types of investors, you have passive to active. Multiply clearly is, as you said, an active investor. In that context, what does transformation and growth really mean? Transformation and growth we is, is the team, is the function that helps drive value post-acquisition. So we're there after the deal is done to identify the top three, four, five big moves, big initiatives that will really move the bottom line. And we collaborate and work hand in hand with the management teams of those businesses in executing and being able to deliver value to the bottom line. Now, the transformation and growth function is part strategic thinker, but more importantly, and where 80% of the effort really does go, is more executioner. We're ultimately focused on ROI, and really, really focused on how those three to five big moves or initiatives will be able to create value for us and the shareholder. And that is what uh, that is what we do. You mentioned the big moves that create value for shareholders. What typically are the growth levers that you use or that you identify? So this, the, the, the short answer is that it depends on the business. However, the spectrum of the answer or the, or the solution space is, is about four or five big things that we look at. The first one is all around what I would call institutionalization. This is around incorporating better governance. It's about providing guidance. It's about making sure there's a performance infrastructure there. That's, that's lever one. Examples of this would be sometimes coming in, looking at a particular business and saying, you know what, there's a better, there's a better board structure here, right? We can upgrade the board a little bit. They may have one, have had one in the past, but uh, in this case, we can maybe add a few members, reshuffle the board, think about its composition, its subcommittees, and insert the right type of expertise to be able to provide strategic guidance to the, to the business. Um, a second example would be, hey, look, how often are performance conversations happening? Uh, here at Multiply and within our business partners and our portfolio companies, we, at the minimum, a monthly performance dialogue. Uh, more often than not, that happens actually a bit more frequently. Right? And that performance cadence and that performance infrastructure and having the right conversations in that session is really what makes sure there's momentum. And those three to five big moves continue, continue to be thought about and executed against. The last thing on institutionalization that is very, very important is key performance indicators. Mm -hmm. Making sure that we collectively with the particular management team define and then set the KPIs. Right now, typically we will obviously let the management team set their KPIs. They know the business very well. We've invested in them. We know they're a high quality business with a high quality management team. However, at times there does require, it, it, it does require some guidance, which we're more than happy to provide. But more importantly, it's making sure that they understand these KPIs is what drives financial performance and what ultimately drives ROI. So that's on the institutionalization. Second, is there is a level of expertise, particular industry expertise within our particular verticals that we bring. So, uh, so for example, we have a head of media. This head of media works very, very closely with the transformation and growth team, works very closely with the management teams of the respective portfolio companies, and is able to really pinpoint and identify areas or places that could be a blind spot or could, could be improved through best practice. So, for example, he may say, hey, look, uh, 
your, you're tracking this KPI and your utilization for this particular asset is, is 65, which is very good, but I know best practice is 75%. Let me then help you diagnose where that additional 10 percentage points can be and gets quite involved there and is able to identify or diagnose that situation and, and provide guidance on how to rectify that. So that's on the industry expertise. The third one is, is, the, is the title of, uh, of the role that, uh, that we drive here, which is transformation and growth. Now, um, on, the, on the growth side, we, we, we tend to always look at two levers uh, continuously. There's the organic growth. This is, we're working with the management teams to identify opportunities to either launch new business products, business services, find a better way to cross-sell, upsell, create, create some synergy. Maybe it's to enter a new market completely. You're, you're focused on this part of the world. Now it's time to go to another part of the world. That's on the organic front. Just as important and sometimes more important, depending on the situation, is the inorganic growth. And this is helping that particular business, that management team, map out exactly what kind of targets they're interested in. Why would those targets be of benefit to them? And then help them figure out who the top three, five, six, ten folks are within their particular areas that you can potentially go and have a discussion with. That will ultimately lead to an acquisition or a roll-up. And that happens across every single one of our verticals. Uh, and, and this team here in particular at Multiply does a lot of that target mapping, right? That is one of our key value adds to, uh, to the businesses. Then on the transformation front, transformation can be interpreted many, 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 many different ways. Um, and, and again, it depends on the context of the business. I think the way that I would describe it is how do we make sure this particular business is, is optimized in the most efficient way possible? And this efficiency can be either an operating model. Hey, look, you're doing business this way. You're sourcing things this way. Your supply chain is set up this way. Your finance functions. Maybe there's a better way to do all this. And then there's also efficiency from a pure org structure, right? Have you thought about your spans and layers? Have you thought about how many people you actually need to be able to drive your business efficiently? This doesn't mean reducing headcount. In some cases, it actually means in increasing headcount. Because if you increase headcount, you can potentially unlock more areas of business. So that's, that's what transformation is. Um, now, finally, on the fourth lever is, is technology. Now, technology, one could argue, is part of transformation and growth. And so why does it sit outside? And why, why do you consider it a separate lever? Absolutely right. It is part of transformation and growth. But it's so important to us here at Multiply that we made the conscious and deliberate decision to elevate it to a core lever we always look at. So every time we do a deal, every time we have a discussion with management, every time we think about an, a growth initiative, a transformation initiative, we always think about it with a angle of technology, right? So, so tech is a core lever for us. So we mentioned governance, um, continuous monitoring, organic growth, driving inorganic growth. Can we talk a little bit more on the, on the last thing you mentioned, which is technology? Can you maybe elaborate a little bit more and provide us with an example? Absolutely. It is a bit of an ambiguous term, to be very frank. It can mean many, many different things, depending on who you ask. At the minimum, what we tend to do is we make sure we get the basics right. So what does this mean? It means that we have really thought about, with the management team, the right core questions around technology. Hey, look, are you on-premise or on the cloud? Both answers can potentially work, but have you actually thought about what, what those two things mean and why you've picked one and not the other? Two, um, what kind of apps or, or tools do you deploy? Um, are, they, are they SaaS? Are they not SaaS? These are some of the core fundamental questions that any business needs to think about nowadays. So you have the basics there. Then you have some of the more cutting edge things that are happening, uh, particularly around AI. Right? That, is a, that is a hot topic nowadays. 
We fundamentally here at Multiply don't believe it's a buzzword. We think it's going to fundamentally change a lot of our industries, especially the ones that we invest in, and will we'll, we'll help drive the next wave of growth. An example of how we've deployed AI uh, within one of our businesses uh, would be uh, very recently, we, we worked with one of our portfolio companies to develop a predictive churn model. So this, this model is smart enough to be able to analyze, analyze tens of thousands of data points to be able to figure out whether or not, given a certain number of markers, a potential customer is about to leave your business and never come back. Not only does the AI model do that, or that predictive churn model do that, it takes it a step further to say, okay, now this person is about to leave. We may never get him or her again. Uh, how? What is our estimate of that particular customer's lifetime value? Given that answer, the lifetime value, and given the fact that they may churn, the model now is able to put, a, put a, uh, an actual value, a monetary value on this person leaving. And it's not just this person now leaves anymore. It's this person leaves and walks out with X thousand dirham or X thousand dollars of lifetime value. Okay, now that we know this, the, the model takes it a step further to say, okay, fine, now that we have this, what can we do to retain them? And at what price point are we willing to make that sacrifice? So it's not just because this customer is about to leave I need to attract them back. The answer may be customers are about to leave. It's unfortunate, but given their lifetime value, given what their historical spend is, do we want them to come back? And that last question is actually the critical one. Because then if the answer is yes, all right, fine, then let's figure out a way to bring them back. And that is an example of something that is quite, quite more cutting edge than just getting the basics right. Absolutely. And, and we really unlock the, the value in, in integrating these technologies and digital solutions in, into our subsidiaries. But just as everything in investment and life, to be honest, there, there are risks. So what risks or challenges you typically overcome when you're driving transformation programs? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that uh, I'm, I'm always conscious of, and I make sure my team is always conscious of, and frankly, I even make sure the other teams that I work with here at Multiply are conscious of, is doing too much too fast. Uh, we have grand ambitions. Um, we, we want to achieve a lot. Our ambitions are large. Aspirations are large. Uh, but we also have to remember that we are buying high-quality businesses with high-quality management teams who know how to operate them. We cannot go in uh, without the humility to know that, hey, look, these folks know what they're doing, right? Or else they wouldn't be this successful. So that level of humility is the lens to make sure that you are kind of gauging how much to implement that's new. If you implement too much that's new or you try to implement or you change too much, you may fundamentally break the business, or break the culture, or break an operation, and that will do the exact opposite of what you're trying to do, which is to try, try to unlock value. So finding the balance of when to drive change, when not to drive change, or where to drive change is critical, at least as a, as a guiding principle for, for us here at Multiply, in particular the transformation and growth team, we co-develop that answer with the management team. So we're never imposing. And when you do that, you, you, you're, you're able to hopefully find a balance that doesn't change too much too fast. With that said, one thing that is of particular importance, and if there is a change that I always stick by, regardless of the particular business, or regardless of uh, how much we want to change or not change, there is always one thing that I will always inject or want to inject into a business, and that is the ultra-focus on ROI. This is a non-negotiable, almost, right? It is actually one of the fundamental value adds, or multiply itself actually adds to a business, is this focus on what are the dollars going out, and what do those dollars bring in? 
One of the changes we always implement is this focus on making sure every decision is taken with an idea of ROI. Sometimes we get pushback to say, well, man, some, some decisions just don't have an ROI. My, my retort to that is, well, you maybe haven't thought about it long enough, or maybe you haven't estimated it. You want to make a change to the culture? Great. That could actually have an ROI impact, believe it or not. A cultural shift can have an ROI impact. How? Well, because if you do something to the culture, the intent hopefully is to upgrade the culture. Well, if you upgrade the culture, hopefully that leads to more performance. Well, if that leads to more performance, that means more bottom line impact, right? So everything can be brought back to dollars and cents. And that is the one thing that we do change. So although I'm conscious of not changing too much too fast, this is the one that for me is, uh, is, uh, is non-negotiable. Mes, thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak with us. Uh, hope you have a great day. Thank you. Lama.